And we're back. Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. We're not back. It's a new episode. Oh, Shit. hey, we're back with a new episode. That's what I meant. We totally aren't still here at Heist Barrel Arts. No. No, we're now back at the illustrious Craft Beer Cast Studios. Yes. Not to be confused with the Craft Beer Cast Studios. Yeah. I don't the know April Fool's joke that never ha- happened. Yeah. Yeah. Never. I spy the Wells. Wells, what's happening with you? Oh, not a bunch. Haven't. Uh, getting ready to, however... Uh, do one of my favorite festivals, probably Black and Blue, come up real soon. So, oh, yeah. If uh, y'all are going to be there, pretty sure that sucker's sold out. Yep. I won't be. I will be out of the country. Well, I, I, I mean, y'all is in, like, listeners. I already knew the two of you weren't going to be there. Well, yeah. I won't be there because uh, I won't be in the country. I'm going to be out of the country. Which, speaking of, that being said, yes, there okay. won't be an episode Monday, so things will get a little delayed. Uh, but we'll get out episodes when we can. You'll Whatever. be fine. Yeah. You'll, you'll enjoy we'll it. You'll it like it. Uh, except if you're Chuck. Chuck will complain about it. Yeah, and he'll Chuck. send me obscenities over Twitter DMs. I'm fuck like, Chuck. whatever, dude. Fair enough. Uh, we ready to just get into the news? Oh, and hey, uh, uh, Peter and Reiner. We're yeah, with Peter us again you know, from last time. Like, yeah, uh, y'all want to <laughs> reintroduce yourselves. Hi, hi y'all, everyone. Y'all are news now. Like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. Nobody cares. You've been here. It's fine. Uh, actually, beers. Dodson, that they we got can, Dodson here. See, beer, nobody cares. Beers <laughs> that they can buy no buy this episode too, which is sure. right, a positive thing. Which right? actually, like you know, when we started this this whole conversation with Peter and Ryan, uh, they were giving us a tour, and somehow or another, Revolution came up. Okay, and, and Peter's eyes got real big. He's like, "I've never had their barrel aged stuff," and I'm like, yeah. "I'm going to fix that." Yeah, we're going to fix and, that. And for so it. we we worked out um, some trade. And um, then he decided, well, let's go ahead and have a couple of those well, on the show when you guys come out. And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, if I have to. So uh, we're enjoying uh, we're enjoying some Revolution beer today. Before we get in the news, I'm not feeling like super saucy about like airing out local business, but I would like to say a little something. Uh oh, okay. And that is, hey, wait, wait, you- you're standing a little bit taller. Are you standing on a soapbox? Oh, I'm about to be. Okay. Just checking. So, so Walls is short, if you don't know. He's, he's short. Uh, alcohol, alcoholic beverages, you know, they're a controlled substance, right? And there's, there's a lot of rules and regulations that go into sales of controlled substances. Right. And especially about sales of constru- uh, controlled substances across state lines. Uh-huh. I don't know any state off the top of my head where you can just, like, ship beer into like a tap room without going through a distributor. Like typically if you cross state lines you have to go through a distributor unless you're in Washington DC, they don't that's like the Wild West. So uh brewery uh kind of local got popped by alcohol law enforcement. Kinda for, local. I'd call them a transplant like most well, still, of most of the people who look, live in this look, area. I'm not trying to put all the oh, I'm not trying to connect all the dots. Oh okay. Yeah. It took me a second to I'm like but, but where the fuck is this like, going? But it's like, you know what? Can't you, you see that the stars are at night are, are, are big and bright? Okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, no, no, I got it now, but it took me a second. You know, it's like, oh, we can't just ship beer directly across state lines without going through a distributor or else we're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, that's mm-hmm. like the most avoidable like way to not get in trouble. Yeah, it was kind of, of a bonehead move. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to get that vaguely off my chest, but I'm I'm not mad. I'm just very disappointed. Do you feel better? Yes. Okay, good. You know what makes me not feel better, but what? very curious about what's going on here? Okay, well, 
Because Bill Gates controls everything, right? Doesn't oh, he? God. This is not one of those podcasts. Yes, it is. He you controls know, everything. You need to knock that off. I've had a rough week at work. And All right. Monday. Fine. I'll stop. Uh, Bill Gates has decidedly dropped about $900 million in the Heineken, even though he's not into beer. Dang. I mean, that's some fuck you money Well, right and, there. and especially for a guy who very openly said, I'm not going to get into crypto, but... Heineken, yes. I'm not a big beer drinker. Well, and drops nine hundred and two million dollars into it. Imagine if he was a big beer drinker. How much <laughs> would he have spent? Right? Like, do you think he would have just bought him outright? Or is this like the pretty woman moment? You know, where he like walks by, walks by like Lagunitas. Well, I guess it wouldn't be Lagunitas because they're owned by Heineken. But walks by some other, you know, macro brewery and is like, <laughs> big mistake. You know, I just bought a bunch of Heineken. I wonder now, if did Bill he Ga- actually buy the company, or did he just buy $900 million worth of Heineken? <laughs> right. <laughs> he doesn't drink a lot. Maybe he bought the Heineken 0.0. It's, a like three- he just, it's like 800 million cases of it or something. Like, he you know, took a 3.76% stake in their parent company. 3.76%. Percent. Wow. kind of scares me that $900 million only gets you that far. Yeah. I wonder if Bill Gates kisses on the mouth, though, while we're talking about Pretty Woman. I mean, I know Tom Brady does, at least to his, you know, son. Oh, God. Oh, you bae. Sorry, you know me. I hate Tom Brady. Like I know you do. I know you do. You got a heart on. Hate him. That's fine. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, that's a lot of fucking money to be Welcome dropping to into. Uh, something that you don't like. Something you don't like. That is fuck you money. I, I heard a stand-up comic telling a joke once about, like, he had done the math, and it actually cost Bill Gates more money to stop and pick up a $20 bill laying on the street than it does to just keep walking. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? I don't know. I don't, I can't understand that. Yeah. I can't math it either. All right, so. That was fun. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah, I'm positive. You were behind. Jack's Abbey. Yes. What's going on with Jack's Abbey? Not to be confused with Jack's Mannequin, which is a band. Yes. Uh, Jack's Abbey. So... I don't know that much about Jack's Abbey. They don't see distro in this neck of the woods? Or no, at least not, not, not much. at all. Um, so when I see... So I know about them by name, and I've had a few of their beers sparingly, but nothing en- enough for me to develop any sort of familiarity. When I see a headline like, Jack's Abbey to discontinue ale production, I think one of two things, either the person writing the headline doesn't know beer much and is like Jack's Abbey's really closing or holy cow Jack's Abbey is like just going to stop making ales and is is 100% going to be on lagers which is the case meanwhile in in like today's modern craft beer world I can't think of anybody that's just going out there making 100% lager aside from obviously Jack's Abbey you know you you talk about some shows back we were talking about Oma Gang yeah. Somebody who we've always known as being kind of, I don't say a one-trick pony, but like Belgian was their shtick. Yeah. They stuck to their shtick. And then they were like, no, nah, we're going to pivot and we're going to try to, we're, you know, we, we need to find a way to bring up new sales. I actually saw some of their IPA out and there was a hot moment where I thought, I'm going to buy this for the show. Why didn't you? Yeah. I want to say it was the date. Okay, fair. I want to say it was like October and I just, you know. Like, if we're going to make fun of them, that's one thing, but I'm not going to do them dirty like that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Still, 
Have y'all had much in the way of Jack Sabby? Um, I know Ryan, like you, uh, acquire things. You know, beer like, guy Rai Rai over here. <laughs> I'm gonna shame him into changing his handle. Uh, <laughs> beer guy, how do, how do you know it's not already changed? <laughs> that ain't no lie, beer guy Rai Rai Rai. Get out! He hates me now. He hates Get me so out. much now. I wish everyone listening could see the stare <laughs> that's happening now. We're right getting the real mean mugging. He pissed. Oh no, I can't yeah. even bother to look at him anymore. Um, Wells is embarrassed. He's looking at the wall right now. He won't even. Well, I I haven't drank too much Jack's Abbey. I know that they uh, they make very very solid lagers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was born and raised in New Hampshire, uh, so I take trips back up to New England quite often. Um, being in Boston, going to Red Sox games. Mm. Um, Jack's Abbey was one of those things that, because we can't get it down here, I would absolutely be like, all right, let me get one of those while right. I'm up there. Yeah. Um, because, you know, no offense to the, the Sam Adams that, you know, I grew up on, and, you know, the, the Oktoberfest was, you know, the go-to Oktoberfest in the country for years and years and years, and for most people, still is. Um, but there was just something, some great allure to drinking someone that's a little bit smaller and a little bit more focused on Mm -hmm. craft lager. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed everything that I've ever had from them. Um, it's a shame that we don't get them as much down here. I've seen them distributed into Charlotte here and there. Yeah, as I say, I think I've seen a drop or two. Yeah, but it's not, it's nothing steady like you see from a lot of other places. Um, But I I think they're, they're very quality. Um, I know on the, on the last episode, I talked about a minor rebranding they went through um, that just, it contains their still very classic look, just kind of a modernized classic, if that's Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. No, nope. um, tracks. So I, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, wish I could drink it more, but uh, the good thing is you've got a lot of a lot of lager breweries these days. Yeah. Um, but I, again, to go back to the point, sorry, real quick on this one. No, no, you're good. Um, even even the 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 quote unquote hype lager breweries nowadays. Wait, like, there's a hype lager brewery? Th- Shit. Uh, of course there is. <laughs> You knew there was. So, but beyond that, they, I mean, they're they're hype because they're actually making quality. Okay. So you've got someone like uh, a Halfway Crooks in Atlanta that's making uh, fantastic yes. beer. Yes. Wells knows them. Um, but at yeah, this, but at the same point, they are also making Belgian style beers. They're also making West Coast IPAs. Exactly. Um, Good Word Brewing in Duluth is doing the same thing. They're doing incredible lagers. But they're also putting out very good stouts, very good haze. Um, Human Robot up in Philadelphia. Um, they started as a, you know, uh, we want to put this super fruited sour out. We want to put these hazies out. And they have kind of embraced the role of lagers now. And they actually have shirts that, that say Pilsner Pirates. But, okay. again, it's it's a brewery that's, Focusing on loggers, doing great things on loggers, that knows that they still have to, uh, they still have a demographic out there that they have to develop other beers for. Right. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I, I guess is one thing that I've really come to appreciate about what I'll call Heist 3.0, if that's fair. You know, there was the original iteration with all the Hefeweizens that were 
whatever. And, you know, round two with Eric, you know, on the, the cataclysm days. And those days went when he left. And I got to look at this as the 3.0 phase. And, and suddenly I'm looking at it with new eyes saying like, oh, wow, there's a lot of stuff here that I actually like. I look at the board. I'm like, OK, first off, you all have too many beers on tap for me to try all at once and drive home. <laughs> this is a good and a bad thing. It's OK. But, uh, you know, like I, I, I can appreciate the fact that you have to make the beer that keeps the lights on so that you can make the beer that's special. Yeah, absolutely. And at, um, at one point in time, um, I still remember uh, one of our head brewers literally called our barrel arts location uh, the house that Citra built. Uh, we, we understand that that beer propelled us to where we're at now. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is that it gave us the freedom to be able to try so many other things. Yes, we needed that one beer. We continue to make that one beer at a ridiculous rate, Mm -hmm. but it continues to sell and it continues to allow us to move in whatever direction we choose to move now. Yeah. Which is awesome. That is an awesome problem to have, right? Like, and yeah, this is one of those breweries that, you know, for the longest time, I, I think all three of us kind of just wrote heist off as, you know, it was it was Hefeweizen Town. Right. And I didn't care to come back to Hefeweizen Town. I, I still remember that first time Wells was like, you guys, you guys, you guys. Yeah. The first the first I'm bringing cat. crawlers. And we're like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what's a crawler? And he brought, and he brought like two you? crawlers of hazy stuff. And like, I'm, I'm still. Jeff still hasn't learned how to pour a crawler. No, he hasn't. Bullshit. Thank God there... nah, no, no, no. Oh, that, so that, you you can do it here, yeah. But in my house, it's right. make a mess all over my table. Uh huh. You fucker. And then I spill the beer too. Oh, Eve. All right, Wells. What's going on with hops? They say there's too many of them. So, uh, God, sorry, I wasn't prepared. You're fine. So yeah, uh, as we've seen the rise of craft beer, we've seen the rise of a whole bunch of different hop varieties that just didn't exist a few years ago and uh, some industry folks are saying we have entirely too much acreage planted and too, too many too much what was that word acreage acreage okay I thought you had hickeridge and I'm like what the is that I, like you know like the area out east of Charlotte so this is the hickeridge uh, that would be northwest thank you fair enough <laughs> east of Charlotte give me a break well I mean, maybe more east of Matthews like you know Hemby Bridge and never mind Nobody's Ugh. listening. It doesn't even matter. God. See, Ryan gets it. Sure. He's like, um, I live out there. Are you talking so about me? We've seen U.S. hop production almost double since just in the last seven years. Um, we can provide up, like, God, like 120 million pounds of hops harvested every year. That's okay. a lot. Yep. But we aren't seeing the shipments uh, out of that. We're seeing a lot of people growing things that might just sit in the freezer for a little while but meanwhile we're still planting more and more acreage uh the thing about hops is you aren't getting uh any sort of growth for the first couple of years so that's just a loss um nothing really harvestable and then but we just keep on planting and keep on growing and keep on innovating but the customer base just isn't keeping track at the same pace well, I mean, you know, for years we talked about, you know, hop contracts and how far out. And it felt like the, 
the hop growers had the stranglehold on the breweries, and now it almost sounds like it's kind of flipping around a little bit. What's the uh, what's the shelf life on a box of pellet hops that you keep in your deep freeze? Is it like, you know, do you, do you get like six months out of it? Is it three months? Is it two weeks? Like, no, they're generally flushed. Um, they're nitrogen flushed, so you can. It depends on how you keep them. I mean, a lot of breweries have freezers just like us. Um, you can keep them in the freezer for, you know, we still have hops from 2020, 2019. Okay. So a couple years. Vintage um, hops. It's just, yeah, vintage hops, right? But those will stay fresh. Being nitrogen flushed um, definitely prevents any oxidation. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, I've used hops that are three, four years old that are still fresh. And I know, like, cryo is becoming a little more of a thing, too. You know, like, just trying to, I guess, what, freeze-dry almost to keep that shelf life going a little bit longer. Uh, I know one of the beers that we had that I brought back from my trip out west was a fresh hop beer that the, I guess it would, they were fresh hops from the year prior that they had cryoed. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, you know. I mean, it was a. I remember that beer actually. It was really good. It was, it was an interesting really idea. Yep. It wasn't bad. No, not at all. Enjoyed it a lot. I think we all bought it. Yeah. Any other thoughts on hops? It's just going to be interesting to see what the industry is going to have to do uh, because, according to this person, we're going to need to. We have a glut of 10,000 acres of hops planted that we don't really need which is 17% of what's planted. Uh, and we are sitting at an excess of 35 to 40 million pounds of hops right now that are just like chilling in the freezer. So, you know, we kind of hit this point where it felt like a hops arms race, you know, quadruple dry hopped, you know, all these expensive hops and yeah. beer suddenly got to be a $20 four pack. And Wells would say to me, well, but, you know, good ingredients cost money. And I'm like, yeah, but Stop is it like $5 cheap. a four pack better? Like, you know, like, I, I, you know, and so it makes me wonder, is that going to adjust back? You know, it's like the price of eggs. Like, you know, supposedly egg prices are going to start, you know, coming down a little bit. But believe it or not, the grocery stores aren't going to drop them as quickly as they're No? Yeah, I know, right? Color me shocked. So shocked. I think the cost of some of the hops is definitely going to, I mean, go down, and that's going to affect pricing uh, in the long run. But really, the increase in competition was just the tip of the iceberg and what increased our hop prices overall. Mm. You okay. also have to remember the, the big boys, AB yep. InBev. They were buying out entire lots just because they could, because right. they wanted to squeeze their competition. So yep. that's, that's another thing that drove prices sky high. Because their overall brands, except for their Brewers Collective, they only use a handful of mainly noble hops. Okay. Noble, noble varietals. So <clears throat> they really put the squeeze for years on any new uh, hop varietals that went on. They also did that. I mean, it, it's not just them um, that would do that for the hops. I mean, when Yuzu first like became a thing, mm -hmm. New Belgium bought the entire North American stock. <laughs> wow. Yeah further sour just to prevent any type of uh, um, competition with that as well. So there's, there's a lot of play by the, the larger, uh, larger companies out there. So how is that not a, I don't know, I guess the weird way to ask this, but 
how could you not sue those companies for like doing competitive bullshit like that, like squeezing the market out? Tell me how that's illegal, Josh. Well, I guess Tell that's a good point. Illegal. No, you're you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, you're right. It's not. It's not. You're right. Free market. I, I like it, but I've yeah, never had right. the kind of, and I can't fathom having the kind of money to just say. I'm going to buy the entire whatever of this. The or 3.67% of Heineken. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be the McRib for me. Oh. I'd buy you, all you the buy all the McRib? <laughs> all the McRibs. Oh, well, it's a good McRib. thing it's not out right now because of what I hear, you're trying to cut cut some weight. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. And he's like, I don't, don't make me give, don't pour me too much beer. And I'm like, uh, I don't know that this is going to be the night that a small pour is going to help you that much. Right? You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Well, so what's going on with Platform Brewery? The who? Yeah, exactly. Who? Platform Brewery. So we talked about them a few shows back. Uh, they were an Ohio-based brewery that was purchased several years ago by AB InBev. And the question posited then was, what's going to happen with Platform Brewery? And we have an answer now. Grand, open, shit. grand opening, grand closing? Nothing's going to happen with Platform Brewing. Uh, they are they're done. Uh, AB InBev is going to brew, what, about three legacy brands? Uh, elsewhere, but platforms and its locations and its employees are jobless. AB InBev, more like ABC. Uh, Bye. Keep, you keep working on that one, Jeff. Get out. No, oh, come on. All right. Hey, uh, go back to the last story for a second. A thought that just popped into my head. Oh, what about the Hop Acreage plan? Yeah, do you think we'll ever get to a point that there will be a conglomerate of hop? controlling entities like OPEC that decide how much hops get grown and then released into the market to keep the prices high. Hmm, that's something to chew on. I don't need an that, answer. It, thanks for introducing another yeah, terrifying yeah. Uh, idea. Copyright 2023 Craft Beer Cast. It's not going to hold up in court, but like whatever. Uh, we can call it Hopek. I don't know what. So, Wells, I'm going to cut two sh- stories last two. Oh. oh, he's done. Okay, Is that all right? Sure. He hates your story. No. Not going to talk about Wells it. Is, Wells is crying. Oh, you damn. just can't see is it right it, now. One, one of them's yours anyway. Which one? Oh, was it the chili cheese beer? Yeah. Yeah, that popped up on my feed, and I'm like, this is gross. If we need something to complain about, let's complain about it. But yeah, Hormel's making a chili cheese beer. Yeah, we already talked about it. That's the thing that nobody cares. Yeah, we already talked about that. My bad. Then yeah. what'd you put in the show notes? Well, because I thought you maybe had a different take on it. I don't know. I, do you think I read the articles that you fucking put in there? Do you think I remember what we did last show? No. That's and we were just here. It was literally 30 minutes ago. I don't All remember right, what we talked about last fine. show. So Molson Coors, they got in trouble. What they did? Uh, they made an ad. And they got in trouble for it. I don't know. I'm still pulling up the article. Okay, fair enough. So a regulatory group uh, has said that they went a little too far when they made some joke about uh, light beers shouldn't taste like water. It should taste like beers. And uh, Which is true. Sure, but uh, the agency said that uh, Molson Core should discontinue the ad because it is not puffery or mere opinion. It's a 15-second ad that I never even saw. Like... <sighs> Of all the things you're going to get mad at Molson Coors about, that's it? You said beer shouldn't taste like water? Yep. I... Glad we kept that story in. Right? <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> Basically, it was a 15-second ad of a, a cyclist <laughs> popping the top of, all of the a bottle that looks kind of like Bud Light, but wasn't. 
and just like dousing himself with it to stay cool instead of drinking it. And the commentary is essentially said it tasted like water. Oh, whatever. This this really was the story that you wanted to talk about. We could have talked about how Jimmy Carter like. Came, I, I am literally like, going in order. Snuck in the legalized homebrewing in a transportation bill, but no. My bad. We're, I was literally gonna talk going about in order cheese. of what we had left, and I felt like we're running along, and I was trying to trip. I fucking hate it here. I hate you. <laughs> Both of you. You hate it here? Well, it's you don't fun. get to come back. Fuck Good. you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're, you're cool. I'm out. Fuck you. I'm out. No, no. Who next? So this isn't like the first time that these two have butted heads. Y'all remember the uh, sweetened with rice versus like Oh, this yeah, this beer yeah, has yeah. corn syrup in it from like 2019 Super Bowl ads. Yep. And yep. So, it, in other news, like giant beer behemoths are fighting. Like, are, are, yeah, mommy and daddy this are fighting. This is Godzilla no versus really Mothra. Hooray. Hey, look, I, I would love to. No, they were friends. Were they? Sometimes. Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla? I don't there know. There you go. Well, no, that's the thing. Mothra helped versus Mecha Godzilla. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Ready for a break? Yeah, let's okay. go. We'll be back at 30. Time for buy no buy. Well, how does that work? Oh, it's uh, quite simple. We've been drinking beer uh, throughout the recording of the show, and we're going to tell you what we think about these beers in the easiest possible terms. Would we buy it or would we not buy it? After you're done pouring that for us, Jeff, could you start us so, off? So, yeah, yeah, up first, first is uh, Heist's friendly competition, a Hellas Lager. Remind me, because I feel like Ryan told me this story. Remind me the friendly competition that this is. So uh, the big thing about this, if I remember correctly, um, <laughs> if I remember correctly, which I'm, I'm old and I typically don't remember anything. Um, friendly competition, the name of this beer came about because uh, the Czech Pilsner had gained a absurd amount of popularity. So, okay. in order to rival the Czech Pilsner, the Hellas Lager style was created. Hence, we called it friendly competition, even though I'm sure it wasn't a friendly competition back then. It's, it was brewers in Bavaria yeah. that wanted to kick the shit out of anyone making a Czech Pilsner at the time. And as we know, Germany can do some things if you let them, so... <laughs> You're welcome, Wells. <laughs> that was for you. I think I, I went down the wrong pipe. He's, Je- he's having some trouble over there. Je- um, I know. What are you got got uh, this, it in my student land. This is an excellent beer. And, and so for all of my um, uh, uh, proselytizing of how much I like Heist 3.0, um, this beer truly was one that opened my eyes. When we were here talking, I first met Peter and Ryan, we were walking around, and, and I got a pour of this, and my eyes got real big. I mean, like, Wells has brought some high beer on the show. 
and, and I've enjoyed some of it. This beer's excellent. I absolutely love it. It's, it's a clean, crispy boy that finishes great. I, I just, I adore this beer. It's a big buy for me. Wells? Oh, I do love me some Hellas. Big flavor, itty bitty body. Uh, this is this is tasty. There's a, there's a lot more going on um, flavor wise than you typically expect from a light lager um, or a lighter beer. But again, no flaws, nowhere to hide. It, this is just really easy to drink. You could put it back or really think about it for a little while. Josh, I hate it. It's terrible. Of course, no buy. It's gross. <laughs> Don't want anything to do with it. No, of course this is good. Uh, it, it, it's one of those things where, again, you know, we talked about it last show. <clears throat> when you are a brewery that was known for one style of beer for a very long time, and now you're pivoting into, hey, not only can we continue to make that kick-ass style of beer, but now we can do this, and now we're making this, and we're making it fucking well. Uh, especially when, and we talked about this, and I don't give a fuck to say it, we lost a German brewery. It's no longer what it was. And, and so the fact that other people are starting to pick that style up around town makes me really happy. Every day they stray further from God. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, I'm going to buy that English-style barley wine. I know you break. will. Oh, I know you will. You'll probably do the fucking West Coast thing, too, and make I, us hate it look, even more. I, I didn't hate their West Coast IPA. You should, though. Uh, why? Because I said. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Uh, do, do we... I mean, I know it's a weird question to ask them for notes, but do you guys have any other notes of anything that we didn't mention about this beer? Uh, it, Hellas is something that we uh, we ventured into the Hellerbach before we ventured into the Hellas Lager. Uh-huh. Um, we wanted to make sure that we got it right yeah. before putting it out for everyone to scrutinize us for. Yeah. Anything and everything. Just that's what the beer world is nowadays. Yep. Um, and I mean, let's let's be honest. You you kind of have a tough road to hoe with having OMB and now Gilda here of two legit like we could make some fucking German beer up in this bitch. And Divine doesn't exactly slouch at no, the style they don't. either. Yeah, I mean, they like in Triple C has a couple that are decent. Like like it's it's a yeah, it's a thing now. Yeah. yeah. So we, but the good thing is we're confident enough in our bloggers at this point that. We're just we're gonna keep making them because Good. we believe that they are absolute quality and yeah. that we can stand up to the quote unquote big boys of yeah. not only the town but of the country and hopefully of the world. Yeah, nice. All right, Jeff. So we uh, we're gonna do a series of I, I was, beers. But before you cut me off, I was gonna yeah, say um, Josh won't actually say it, but he would really love an ice box. <laughs> I would. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Or let's talk about a barrel-aged Doppelbach. Moving on, we yeah, can talk about that offline. Yeah, either one of those. Doppelbach's more doable than Eisbach. The okay. equipment that we have here and some of the yeah. alcohol laws that yeah. we have. I know. Yeah, because yeah, you're throwing in these, like, you know, weak-ass 13.5% beers. So, you know, oh, yeah. Fine. Yeah. They're sessionable. Speaking sessionable of weak beers. beer, uh, yeah, so, right. again, part of that early conversation with, with Peter, we kind of got to know him a little bit, and uh, he and I are talking about revolution, and... He's like, I, you know, I, I've had, like, Death Star. I think that's about it. I'm like, brother, we're going to fix this. We're going to fix this. And I brought him some cans, and then he brought some of his for the show. And I brought one of mine that I didn't I didn't uh, trade him because <clears throat> I'm stingy, and this is my second to last one. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, we're going to do a trio of Revolution beers. So sorry to the friendly competition. 
It's an excellent beer. Well made. In any other show, Fantastic. it may have even been, we might have been tapping it. We all love that beer, but it's just not fair. It's just not fair. We understand somebody, you know, it's collateral damage. Um, so up first is the 2022 rendition of Ryway to Heaven, including new can art. Yeah, it's yes. pretty. Yes. Um, they've gone uh, to gold tops, which I don't love as much as I love the black tops. Yeah, the black, I miss the black tops. I don't know, but then I feel like there's so many places that are doing black tops now that are doing it for, like, generic beer. It doesn't have as much pull, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, fair. Um, fair. But, yeah, you know, it's just a 15% rye ale aged in rye bourbon barrels. Yeah, you know. Um, it's only my desert island beer, the beer that I love more than anything, the beer that I buy really gross amounts of over the course of the year. Um, Does your wife know how much you spend on Revolution beers? No. Okay. We're going to keep it that way. Um, I love this beer. Uh, this is actually the first time I've had the 2022. I'm still drinking through my 21. Okay. Because okay. I, I, I buy a bunch, and I get the delivery, and then I stretch them over the course of the year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, this is really good. I feel like it's a little thinner than the 21, but I don't hate that. Um, it, I'm not going to say it makes it more sessionable because this is not a sessionable beer, folks. No. It's 15%. When I bring this out with people, especially that are kind of like beer inter- intermediates, I'm always like, do not guzzle this. This is not a fast drinker. Take your time. Enjoy it. But this is excellent beer. Big buy, obviously. Wells, don't Actually, guzzle this. I was going to say, Wells, uh, it, I think we should let... Peter do this one because they oh. didn't get to do any buy no buys last oh, time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm di- I'm dying to know what do you actually think of some of this stuff. I mean, fan fucking fantastic. Okay. Um, I, honestly, you know, so we were talking earlier um, before the show, just our time at Fobab this past year, first experience for Ryan and I, uh, or for this brewery here um, at that. And the thing that kind of surprised me the most is. Up there in that region, the the body of barley wines is so heavy mm-hmm. compared to what you see, like what we make here, what you see in the region in the south and everything. So and in the south, where it's warmer, there's less barley wine than up in the cold yeah. in the north. Yeah, got it. I'm shocked. Kind of, kind of makes mix a little Shock, sense, shocked. Shocked, I, I say. <laughs> yeah. well, maybe not that shocked. Um, but so that's one thing that kind of surprised me about about these beers that we're trying right here. Is I was expecting more body to it, but at the same time. You have incredibly well-balanced heat. And you have the type of heat that is accompanied by the true character of the barrel and the malt that they use. And that's really hard. I'm not the biggest rye barrel fan. Um, I really really just like rye whiskey. I I just like the spirit itself. I'm not a huge fan of the barrel. Adds off to spiciness. This beer is perfectly well balanced without being that dry, spicy heat that rye can give sometimes. Okay. Um, and I'm just for that it's 15%. <laughs> right. It does not drink like that. No. 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 You can get into trouble with these cans oh, quick, yeah. fast, and in a hurry. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. So uh-huh. this is definitely a buy for me. Ryan? Uh, I got lucky enough that uh, my 40th birthday was last July. Um, part, of, part of the... Yes, sir. Damn Um, kids. (laughs) Right? (laughs) uh, Part of that was planning a 40th week-long birthday trip that included uh, and was centered around pouring at the uh, Moore Brewing 5th Anniversary Festival in uh, just outside of Chicago on July 16th. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
got a chance to go to Revolution while we were up there. Um, nice. They still had some of the 2021 Deepwood series. I bought every ounce that I could. Yeah. So the, the fun thing is that they will do drops, and it is a mad rush to get a lot of them. Although there are some, and Ryway is one of them, where they have a drop and there's a limit, but they always have leftover. And it's there pretty much year-round, which is awesome. Because I think that beer gets slept on while everybody's chasing the other big swing of dicks. Well, and I, I think part of that is it, it, it's going to echo what, what Peter said. Um, rye is extremely polarizing. Um, you, you say that word, that simple three-letter word, and people are going to go, I don't know what the shit to think about this. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. You're right. If you want to know what to think about it, you need to drink this beer and understand Rye is your friend. Mm. Period. End of story. I'm buying this every chance I get. Nice. Wells? Oh, I never thought that I would experience a sessionable rye barrel-aged rye barley wine, but I could polish off one of these cans myself and start eyeing anything that's in my cellar or in the fridge. It's, it's over. Um, it's a real slippery slope with some of these Revolution cans, unfortunately. <laughs> slippery slope with this one, too. Damn, this is a really... I it, mean, no notes. It, How it, in the world do you have something that's like 15 plus percent and so damn easy? Yeah. And that, to Peter's point, like, you, you know, it, it's, it's there, but it drinks easy. Yep. And you get into trouble fast before you realize it. I've had some real, like, fusel, like, real hot... 15 plus percent barley wines, real hot barrel aged beers. Sure. And, and this should not be this deceptively easy at 15%. Huge buy. I get giddy whenever I see any of these revolution cans and uh, no exception. Josh, your thoughts on this. So talk about getting into trouble. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) every year for my birthday, Jeff always gives me, kind of like the the here's some revolution stuff and then here's some other stuff but i always know there'll be a ryeway in there there'll be a few other things uh i actually saved the birthday hall up until yesterday oh shit yeah and uh talk about getting yourself into a little bit of trouble oh yeah so no football yeah and i was just sitting there playing god of war and drinking revolution beers and i paid for it hardcore this morning yeah it kicked my ass. That's when you set up the subscribe and save for the uh, Pedialyte. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but damn, this yeah. is it's always good. And it's never fair to do these shows because, yeah. number one, most of us don't have easy access to this shit. Like, nope. This is one of those whales that... And, and, and we've got two others yeah. that we're going to do, and it's and not I, even fair. And it like, you know, but you know what? I'm still buying it. It's, it's still good. It's so, so here's a weird headspace that I get into. I get super excited for these beers. Yes. And, and I, I, I love <coughs> having a proxy, and I can't say enough about Tony and Jason and what they do to help me with this. Yeah, absolutely. And there are times that I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you stuff. And like, for some reason, I'm never like, my, my, my mindset is always that our stuff isn't good enough to equate to this. 
Right. Which isn't fair. And it's not accurate because there's some excellent stuff just even in this building alone. Yeah. Let alone in town. But, like, it's hard. It's hard to look at this objectively for me sometimes. It is. I am. Absolutely. I've, I mean, been, I've been literally drinking the Kool-Aid for too long. Yeah, all of us are, are homers for this brewery. And it, it, yeah, it's not fair sometimes. Speaking of easy drinking, um, could I interest you in an English barley wine aged in bourbon barrels called Straight Jacket? Yes, you yes, can. Yes, yes, and yes. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, for, for Peter and Ryan, we are uh, uh, unabashedly team English barley wine. Um, Wells will dabble with American barley wine as a side piece, but, I mean, we, we main... English. Yeah. Um, wow. My ears hurt so bad right now. No cap? <laughs> so, <laughs> Josh just spit. You fantastic. son of a bitch. God. <laughs> Got him. Okay, Boomer. Um, so, this is Revolution Straight Jacket. <sighs> this is the 2022 version of Straight Jacket. We haven't had Straight Jacket in a couple of years. Yeah, it's been um, But again, a 15% English barley wine aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, I, I will say that this doesn't pull the kind of like chewable caramel that like um, the Jack Yo's we had. I mean, like I felt yeah. like I was chewing yeah. on a caramel. This is still like the, the body is thin enough that it just it drinks smooth. It drinks easy. Again, easy to get in trouble with a 15 percent beer that drinks this smooth. Uh, but of course, it's a buy. Wells, any comments before you say bye? Oh, God, I'm going to get myself in so much trouble uh, for this. So, you know how there's kind of a joke about, like, oh, this hazy IPA is different than this one. It's got, like, citra and motueka and, and mosaic, and this one's got mosaic and citra, citra and motueka. They're completely different. I, I kind of sometimes feel that same way about Revolution beers. Yep. They do have I, – I would be very good at picking these out of a blind lineup. Yep. That said, I would be very good at picking this beer out of a blind lineup because – English style barley wine, big bourbon notes. Uh, I, I, I'm not as well versed in straight jacket as you are, Jeff. But uh, I, I feel like I could pick this blind out of like a field of fifty. There are those beers, and and like Duck Rabbit comes to mind. Yes, and Allagash comes to mind. Yes, where there is a very distinctive style to to whether it's their yeast strain or whatever else. When I have a barrel aged Revolution beer. I can tell right away. And having all three of these side by side by side, it's like there, there's, no, there's no question. None of these are sticking out as I don't belong here. They're right. all part of the same family, which I love. Yeah, yeah. this isn't like a strawberry straight jacket. Okay, Oof. so like, look, mistakes were made on that one, I'm sure. But that was a bad one. I, oh, I hate drink the hell out of it. What am I kidding? Didn't buy it, finish the can before I left. <coughs> He, did. Yes. he was so mad about it, and he kept drinking it. I'm like, why are you doing that? He's like, because it's so terribly good. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Ryan, thoughts on this one? Um, so I, I also feel like I'm team English. As you um, the big thing that, that I, I love about this one uh, the the nose on Ryeway and Straight Jacket are extremely extremely similar, and I get a, a nice funk from both of them, and then they taste just different enough that you could crush one, and then crush the other one right after it, and know they're ex that, that they're 
100% different beers yes. from the same producer. Right. And the upside um, is then when you wake up in the hospital, you'll still remember, maybe. Keyword, maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but something like this is... Um, I, I've... I'm one of those guys that you put vanilla in front of me and I just, I get giddy. I get super fucking giddy. And the amount of vanilla I'm able to pull off of straight jacket yeah. just makes me insanely happy. Um, as much as I would buy Ryeway, I'd buy twice as much of, of straight jacket. Yeah, totally get that. And the kicker is straight jacket is a sheltered. Because people are like, ah, I don't want barley wine. I want that stout. I want that, you know. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. So I actually get something a little bit different with uh, with straight jacket. Is I get, it's hard to explain, but a little bit of a green apple note, and that's not okay. necessarily like uh, acetaldehyde or anything that comes uh, from oxygen exposure. Um, that that is a natural thing that occurs uh, to certain um, to a certain extent. But it's, it's, it's crazy with these barrels. I'd really like to know which barrels they actually use because it gives more of that kind of like green apple brandy note to me. Okay. Um, and well, you would have really loved nice apple sweetness. brandy right way to heaven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, the beer, beer itself is phenomenal. Again, doesn't drink the, the weight and strength that it is. Right. It absolutely does not. Um, really, really well executed. It's just, it's... I'd I'd love to know what the barrels they used are because I think they had a great presence on the beer, um, and it'd just be fun to find out. See if I could find some more of those for Living Martyr for us. Oh, there you go, there yeah. you go. Do it. Cool. Uh, so of course I'm going to buy this. Like there's there's no question about it. Um, again, sometimes when we do these shows, it's not fair. It's like the big swinging dicks are just plopped right on the table and say "fuck you." We're making this and. Revolution continues to do that, and it's not fair a lot. But damn, this is good. Um, this was beer number two, by the way, Jeff. Beer, what do you mean? <coughs> Last night, yesterday. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Because again, yeah. I, I saved everything, but well, I had one. I think it's the last one that I had. Yeah. But I'd saved the rest, like Grave Digger Billy, and, and and a few of those others. So yeah, this was beer number two. As uh, <clears throat> someone who may or may not have been celebrating last week with a um, Gravedigger Billy followed by a Right Way to Heaven. You're seen. Thank you. Okay. All right. Final beer up. Final beer up. Um, <laughs> so uh, we, 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 we got lucky and got a can of this in last year's batch because it sold out before I could get to it. Thankfully, I was able to get a four-pack of it this year before it sold out. Um, this is Revolution's Thundertaker. It is a, a rice stout clocking in at 16.2%. Only? No big deal. Um, Imperial rice stout loaded with Canadian rye and European barley varieties. And then uh, aged in premium bourbon barrels, handpicked by Benny's, which is a, a, an, alco- or like a like an ABC store for us. Gotcha. It's a, a liquor and beer store up in the Chicagoland area. You mean it's not the pizza place? It's not Benny Pinellas? Correct. Oh, okay. Womp womp. Mm. All right. So w- where are you at? Are you buying? Um, I, buying? I, I love this beer. Um, Ryeway is going to be my favorite. Spoiler alert. But I really enjoy this one. It's got a little more chocolatiness to it. Um, 
but it sings. It's just, it, again, any of these, you bring one of these out at a bottle share, it's amazing how people start flocking to you. Um, it's a big buy for me. It's just, it's just great. Good barrel. Love it. Peter. Well, actually, no, no, yeah, I want to have Peter do this one. So, you know, as I said before, I'm not the biggest rye in right. barrel-aged beers. Or, um, is, this, is a, this is an actual it's rye It's a rye aged, stout. Rye stout, which is it's crazy to me how much of a presence that that rye actually has in it. It's, it's a little bit drying on the finish, too drying for me. So I like that kind of I'm going to coat your tongue, coat your palate, stick with you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And rye, a lot of the times, so it just does not do that for me it's, okay. it's gone it's dry um and that's when this one has i mean with that said very well executed for the style it's just it's generally not an ingredient that i flock to when it comes to barrels fair enough ryan what does rye rye think of the rye hey oh, my God. oh you you're never gonna fucking that go down. there no rye, rye, rye. it's gonna be rye rye on rye at some point in time i'm just gonna put a one in my name and be done with it there that's you go because right. <laughs> that's how you do that it. tracks um. So it's Revolution. It's Deepwood series. I haven't had anything from that series that I haven't liked. Um, the big thing that I'm pulling out on this is the the smoke and the chocolate that I'm getting is just really really nice uh, and a great contrast to what we tried so far. Um, yeah. And the the. I, I'm I'm one of those people that I've I bought into the bourbon hype. I have <laughs> bottles of whiskey at home. More than three. Well, we'll even say more than four. Okay. Um, and uh, a lot of the rise that I've been trying recently are very very heavy on the chocolate more than the spice. And you know, rye used to be known for a big spice character. Now. Right. If you find the right ones, it's a big chocolate character. Interesting. Yeah. Um, this reminds me a lot of, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but uh, ASW Distillery in Atlanta. Um, they have a spot literally in the same parking lot as the Monday Night Garage. Oh, okay. I've been um, there, but I haven't made it to the distillery. So you literally walk out of the brewery. You failed us. Go to your right. Yep. You're in the distillery. Yep. <laughs> um, liked their cocktails so much, we came home with a couple of bottles of their different rice. The rice were so chocolate forward is incredible, and this reminds me of those with that added smoke that mm. I love because yeah. I, I love Islay malt scotch. Okay. I love the super peaty, super smoky stuff. I'm right there with you. So I love that this has that character in it for me. And it has the, the dark chocolate in it, but it's also sweet enough from the, the, the red fruit character that you're getting as well. Um, Some serious gourmet I, shit. I, I don't think, to me, this is not as well balanced as the other two, but I also love the fact that you can pull more flavor out of this on your palate than the others. Um, yeah. So it's definitely, definitely a buy for me, for sure. Wells? This is a pleasant departure. I mean, it's, it's like it's still related to the first two uh, revolutions that we've had, but 
you know, Ryan, to your point, like that smokiness uh, just absolutely pervades. Uh, I really like it, though. Um, this is one that would be more of a sipper rather than a slammer for me. Like, I, I as opposed to the fifteen percent right away to heaven, well, that's I know. totally but, like I'm, I'm I'm shotgunning that mother. But, but here's the thing: if you were to like clone me and have no. like three, no. of, uh, I wouldn't. Hang on, one of you's enough. And and you were to just like have three of me drinking like each one, this would be like the last one that I would finish. Or that my clone would finish because I'm spending a little bit more time with it, but right. I think that's time well spent. Right. It, it's not as easy. It's not as approachable, but it's also. I mean, there's there's more depth. There's more layers. Oh man. Ugh, I miss it already. And this is the one that sells out, like I, I almost got, immediately. That's fun. I could see. But look, if from an ease of acquisition standpoint, if. I mean, all things being equal, like I'm gonna have to work really hard to get this, or I could just have straight jacket off the shelf. <laughs> Whatever, we're not right. doing. Uh, I'd tap that yet. So I'll, I'll just say I'll buy it and kick it over to Josh. Well, I mean, of course I'm buying this. Like, well, I don't know, of course, because it's kind of chocolatey, and you hate chocolate because you're a monster. Uh, I'm not a monster. I just hate chocolate. There's a difference. No, I feel like they're one and the same. No, no, you're wrong. But no, this is chocolatey as tobacco. We, uh, it's, it's. Got everything that, of, of course, as much as I rail against all these adjuncted beers where a barrel's just kind of doing its barrel's work more than anything. Like, yeah. That's where you're just like, thank God. This is fantastic. So This one scares me because it doesn't have like an ABV on the can anywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no big deal. <laughs> a biggie. I'm sure this is just a sessionable beer for the boat. <laughs> what well, could go wrong? It's some right tap that. How does that work? Well, of all the beers that we've had on the show, what's the one that we're going to choose to put on tap on our home care radar? So, Jeff, you already said, but just remind everybody. Yeah, um, I mean, due respect and not because they're just standing here. That friendly competition is excellent. But Ryeway is my main and always will be. I say always. I mean, it's until something better comes along and I have yet to find it. Yeah. Ryeway is my main. Wells? Uh, it's straight jacket. It's that's absolute bliss for me, like from start to finish. It doesn't have the depth that the other two do, but at the same time, like if I'm having something on draft that I'm just going to keep coming back to and want to come back to, uh, it, it's just got to be straight jacket. Josh, actually, I think we should let Peter and Ryan do theirs. Oh shoot! Fine. I'm actually going to pick Ryeway. Um, okay. And that surprises me, uh, purely for the fact, you know, I, I mentioned multiple times, rye is not my thing. Rye right. is not something that my palate enjoys. And that's the, that's the beer that impressed me the most. The one that I could see myself if I wanted to have a full glass of it, or let alone, you know, a full keg of it. Uh, you you yeah, mean like, like a $450 keg or yeah. whatever they cost? Yeah. yeah. That's the one that I could see myself getting through and yep. really truly enjoying because it's just so well balanced in the palate. It's clean. It's it's not overly drying like I got the the Thundertaker. Um, and it's just it's straightforward, caramely, delicious. Right on. Ryan? I could talk about our beer for days and days and days on end and friendly competition is one of my favorite Hellas that I've ever had and and 
I try to be unbiased when I talk about beer. Uh, there, there are other great Hellas lagers out there, but there's something about that that's great. That being said, yeah. it, it doesn't hold a torch to uh, Revolution and their barrel series. Um, for me, the, uh, this, this straight jacket, um, the amount of vanilla that I can pull off of that, just because that's what my palate loves. I could go home and drink two or three of those every single day. You're calling in sick. No, I'm calling in dead. <laughs> uh, but I, I could go home and drink multiple of that every single day yep. and, and go to bed extremely happy. Um, there's, just, there's something about that beer. And, again, the vanilla plays a huge note for me. Yep. Um, none of them are – all of them are great. Too incredible. Straight jacket stands out. Right on, Josh. It's now, Josh. It, it's got to be Thundertaker. I mean, come on. That, that which again surprises the hell out of me because of how much you hate chocolate. Yeah, but we've had Thundertaker on the show before, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I loved it then, sure and now I, I still love it. But like, it compared against two other, I know it is. It is tough. Uh, you know those those rides, those barley wines. They sing. They sing a certain language yeah. that I love, but. That Thundertaker really just, there's something about the way that all of that worked. And again, I, I go back to, we're not adjuncting the shit out of something. We're letting a barrel do what it's meant to do. Yeah. And that's what what is impressive to me. Yeah, and I'm sure you're all going to be super disappointed to find out that um, I, I did get some of the Boss Hog Ryeway in Woo. the uh, January batch. Woo. And the uh, double-barreled, very special old jacket. Okay. Uh, Hardy Jeff's house for a show to be in the future. <laughs> once I get said cans, and I've heard they're phenomenal. I can't wait. I would expect nothing less. All right, so we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, Jeff? Come check us out on craftbeercast.com. Um, links to our old things and our Patreon if you want to support us. Facebook and Twitter's at CBcast if you want to bug Josh. Wells, where can they find you? At all the Wells on the Instagrams and Twitters. Uh, heist guys, Ryan. So if you want to follow us, uh, we are on Facebook, both Heist Brewery and Heist Brewery Barrel Arts. Uh, Instagram is at Heist Brewery and at Heist Brewery underscore Barrel Arts. If you want to follow Peter Shenanigans, that's at Stout Pants. Don't follow me. <laughs> if you want to follow my shenanigans, that's at Beer Guy Rai Rai and look for that name to change at some point in time in the future. Nope. <laughs> You got to keep it now. You got to keep, keep it. it forever. Josh, where are you? <laughs> Besides right here, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshTBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody you've been listening to us for the eight fucking years that we've been doing this now, almost nine. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. <laughs>